Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. I just have an expectation. Do you have an expectation today? I do. Like, I just have an expectation that God will do something today. Um, I had a message that I had prepared this week. It was ready to go. It was all noted, highlighted. It was great. Um, and uh, it, it was to finish off our relationship series. But then I really felt the Lord uh, lead me to, to change it. Um, so it was a great message. But uh, maybe you'll hear it. Maybe I'll just be in my closet. Maybe it's for me. But today I want to share this um, that the Lord put on my heart. <laughs> Have you ever been at a place where you're like, what can I even do? Like, what can I even do? Or what, what, like, how do I even handle this? Is there anything I can do? Like, uh, the big things in life, right? Maybe, maybe where it's like you feel, and rightfully so, it's out of your control. That it's like, it is out of my control. I feel helpless. What can I do? What can I do about this? You know, maybe it's this past, past year, past couple years, and it's like, what can I even do? Maybe there was, um, maybe you got a, a medical report from the doctor, and it's big. It's, it's like, I was talking with someone this week, and they, they called me and said, I, I got a, a report that, that I had cancer. And at that time, it's like, okay, what do you do? What can I even do? Or maybe you see what's going on in the world. Right, right now, what's going on in the world, you see what's happening even in Ukraine, and you think, what can I even do? Like, what can I do? And because these things are really out of my control, like, Putin will not talk to me. Um, you know, maybe, well, hey, Putin, give me a call, but don't. Uh, talk to leaders. Um, but what can you even do? I think there's two th- ways you can deal with things when it feels like it is like, what can I do when it's big, when it feels out of my control? I think the first way is this is apathy. It's, it's like, I, uh, what can I do? I don't really, I can't do anything. So I'm just not going to care. I'm going to do nothing about this right, about the big things. What use is it even if I do this, right? What use is it if I even, like, I can't do anything. And so you have apathy. You could care, you could, there's there's no room more for you to care because, well, what can I do? I, I actually saw a video uh, that's, that was posted um, and it was on social media and it was talking about this situation in Ukraine. And, um, and this person said, hey, you might feel like concerned about what's going on in the world. You might be wondering, like, what can you do? And then they said, know what? It's okay if you just do nothing. It's okay if you just go back to, um, and they actually said this, to just, you know, go back to your apps. Maybe you feel bad about like being honest. Just go back to that. Just go, you know, just go back to shopping. Just, you know, just do, t-. and then they said this. They said, the best thing you can do right now for this is, is for you just to take care of yourself, is for self-care. And I don't know. It, it really got me of that it was, well, you, you can't do anything, so just pretend, it was, you, pretty much this person in the video was saying, just pretend that nothing else is going on. And it, it got me because, and I'm not going to tell you that it was someone like that I went to Bible college with or anything like that, but... It got me because I'm like, this is so unbiblical and so ungodly. 
is apathy or not caring about something so big is, is not actually in the word. You know, when things feel like out of control, just saying there is nothing happening and putting our head in the sands is an option. It totally is. You can do that. But I don't believe that that is God's best for us. Um, uh, what can we do? I think there's something actually as Christians we can do when things are big. When, when it's things that are so out of our control, whether it is things happening in the world, whether it is things like, I'm not a doctor, right? Like if, if someone gets a bad medical report, that I could be like, well, I'm not a doctor. I can't, there's nothing I can do and I could just have apathy. Or, or, or you know, I believe there's something we can do. And in Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, 11, it says this. Uh, Ephesians 6, 11 says, uh, put all on all the armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Verse 12 goes on and says this. It says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So right there, it actually says that there is actually a battle. If you are a Christian, there is a, a spiritual battle that we fight. It's not against flesh and blood. There's a spiritual battle that we fight. And there's actually something that we can do. Um, in 2 Corinthians 10.3, it says this. It says, 2 Corinthians 10.3 says, um, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, uh, that, uh, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of of Christ and being ready. Um, and then that's uh, one too long, but bringing everything into the obedience of Christ that our, our weapons are not carnal. Like you can totally, you could probably carry you in Calgary, you probably get in trouble. Um, but uh, you could, you could have, um, carnal weapons, but as Christians, we have actually spiritual weapons for these very big things that there's actually uh, spiritual weapons. So what can we do when, when we come up to things where it's like, wh what can I even do? When it is the big things, when it's like, uh, like, cause you know, like, okay, this is not right. There's some, and what can we do is this, is we can pray. Yeah, we can pray. Now th this, this might feel like a, like a Sunday school answer, like a kid's answer, like Josiah, really pray, really pray. Uh, but just a rebuttal to like, so I think we can, at times, have you ever felt like maybe prayer is passive? That it's not actually like, it's sort of like a wussy or a cop-out thing to do of like, okay, like something else. And prayer is like this weak thing to do, but that's not actually the case at all. But I think what happens is when we allow the accounts in the Bible to become really nice stories, and that Jesus has become like a really good moral teacher, that we then, prayer is just a, a passive thing. But that's actually not what prayer is at all. Prayer is actually a very powerful, real thing. Why? Because God is real. You are talking to the creator of the universe. 
You are talking and communicating to God, the creator of the universe, who spoke the earth into, into existence. His one word. Um, in the Bible, it tells that, that the world is held together with the word of God. It is framed by the word. So that is who you're communing with. You're talking with God who has no lack. There is no deficiency in him. He was before time started. He's going to be after time started. This is the God that you are talking to. You can come boldly before the throne of grace in your time of need because of Jesus. Right? That is who we can go to. It's amazing if you think about it. That the God who created the earth. That we can communicate. We can commune. Have relationship with him. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I, if you like investing, maybe what would be a great thing to do is like, could, could I just have 10 minutes with Warren Buffett? Right? Like, just give me 10 minutes and I will like pick his brain. Uh, or, or maybe you love art and be like, oh man, to, to talk to Picasso. Or like, okay, I'd love to, like, I like inventions. If I could just sit down with Da Vinci and just say, listen, I saw that you drew a helicopter before they were. Explain to me, right? We would value, why? Because they are known and they are masters at their craft. Yet we actually, as Christians, because of Jesus and the price he paid, that today we can come boldly before the throne of grace in our time of need, talk to the creator of the universe. We can talk to God and we can go to him. It's extraordinary. But we can, I, I don't know about you, but have you ever taken that for granted? I fully have. Like that I've taken prayer for granted because like maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a while and it's like, well, prayer is prayer. It's like something we say before like meals and, you know, Josiah will probably come up and say a prayer after worship or something. And, and we can, it can become this religious thing. But actually, if you think about it, I am actually having one-on-one -on -one time with the creator of the universe who knows everything, knows the beginning from the end. And so we get to talk with him. Have a conversation with him. Prayer is powerful. And when prayer, when we pray, when people pray, when God's people pray, things happen. Shifts happen. Atmospheres change. You know, we look at Moses. He prayed and water came out from a rock. Elijah prayed. There was a massive um, uh, drought that was affecting everybody. He prayed and God like added. He was like fire, boom, and then rain, boom. Like it, it was a complete change. Hannah, she prayed because she couldn't have a baby. Boom, Samuel, God gave her Samuel. She conceived and Samuel was a great prophet who anointed David, uh, the, the king of Israel. In Acts, we see the church, they prayed and things happened. Jael shook. Uh, guards got in trouble because, well, um, where did they go? I don't know. I was just standing here and some stuff shook up. Prayer happened. Prayer changes things. There's stories in this room of when prayer changes things. Where there was prayer and then couples who couldn't have, have babies, prayer and they had babies. There's been prayer where people had, had like literally in their body sickness and prayer and they were healed. There's testimonies about how prayer is powerful. So it doesn't stay just in a nice little story. It's actually something that we get to live 
and walk in, to commune, to communicate, to, to be in relationship with the creator of the universe. I think if we knew what was on the other side of our prayer, we would pray so much more. We would actually take when Paul says, hey, pray without ceasing. You're like, okay, how can I do that? Because if you could see from the God perspective, right? Isaiah says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are greater than your thoughts, right? If we could have the God perspective of what was on the other side of when we pray, I bet you we'd be saying, okay, how can I do this? What Paul's saying, pray without ceasing. Right, now, little spoiler there is that prayer really is a conversation with God, which in, it has you talking, but then you also listening. So that's how you can pray without ceasing. You don't have to always be talking, talking, talking. Sometimes it's nice just to listen. God, I'm listening for you. But it, prayer changes things. It is not your words, really, that make the big thing. It's not you being like good enough that makes it it's not, okay, I've like said this perfect prayer. It has been accepted, got the stamp, God's moving now. Or like the rejection of like, okay, you missed a line in there, uh, retry, didn't get the, like you got to say one extra word for it to get through the drywall, Josiah, right? Um, it's not that way at all. It is, see, prayer is talking to God. So it is, the power in prayer is who you're talking to. Who you're talking to. Because you're talking with God through in Jesus' name. You're talking to God. There's only one God. There's only one way to him, and that is through Jesus. And I love uh, this, this example of prayer is in Psalm 62, verse 6. Uh, Psalm 62, verse 6, it says, he is, uh, it, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my salvation and my refuge is in God. Um, then it goes in verse eight. Um, Trust in him at all times, you people. And then this, this I think is, is prayer. Pour out your hearts before him. Pour out your hearts before him. Allow yourself not to just like filter. Have you ever felt like you need to filter things? Like, okay, God, for your benefit, I'm not going to say everything. Instead, pour out to God. God, this is going on. God, I'm angry about this. God, I'm struggling with this. We pour out what's in our heart before him. Why? Because he is our refuge. He is our salvation. Selah, which is, our, which is pause and calmly think about that. Ponder that. Pouring out to him. That's, I think that's a great picture of prayer. Of talking with God. Not holding anything back. But instead prayer and praying with him. Now, how do we approach prayer. I, Hebrews 4.16, I've already quoted it, but Hebrews 4.16 says, um, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That we can come boldly before the throne of grace. There is no, uh, like there's no, uh, should I come? Should I not? Like, uh, don't be too mad. Like because of Jesus, we can come boldly before him. See, our approach to prayer is a, is, a, is a boldness of coming before him. God loves you. He's given his best for you, Jesus. So you can now, your approach to prayer, obviously, you, he is holy. He is, he, is, he is 
But we can come boldly before his presence because Jesus has made us uh, righteous in him. So our attitude is an attitude of faith and boldness. I think as well our approach in James 5, uh, 13, it says this. James 5, 13, it says, uh, Are any of you suffering hardship? You should pray. You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith uh, will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you uh, have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I like how that translation, the, the, the prayer of the, the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The prayer of the righteous, it avails much, uh, the King James says, that, that your prayer avails much. So there is, there is power in your prayer. Why? Because you are now, because of Christ, you are in the righteousness of God. He has made you righteous. You are right with God. So prayer, there is great power. There is change. Because you are positioned today uh, from a place of victory. The Bible says you are now seated with Christ in heavenly places. So you're not actually, your approach is you're not praying or begging for victory. You're praying from a place of victory because Jesus has already done it. Jesus has already done it. So no groveling required. Sorry if you have to change your prayer style, but there's no groveling required. You can come boldly before him. I, 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 the third thing is, I think there's a confidence. There's a confidence when we ask that he, that God is moving and it will be done. In 1 John 5, 1 John 5, 13, it says, These things I've written to you who believe in my name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of our Son, now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And, when he, and as we pray that God is moving, God is moving and he will work and he will do what he said he'll do. And so what's according to his will? We see it in God's word. So what's in God's word? is his will. So when we pray according to God's word, it will be done for us. So even for exa example, real life examples. So like right now with the situation in Ukraine, we could uh, right now, because it's very far away from us, it is, uh, we could be like, and like, I don't know. And we could have apathy. We could be like, I don't know. And just sort of, right? And I don't think that's God's best. Jesus, he's the Prince of Peace. That's who he is. And so we can pray, Lord, that Jesus would reign as Prince of Peace there. That Jesus would reign as Prince of Peace in Ukraine. We could pray um, that, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can pray for, for the church in Ukraine. Right? That is according to his will. To pray for the, the leaders in that situation. Uh, for for uh, like a bad medical report, will you pray according to his will? 
that it is his will that you are healed. By his stripes, you were healed. Everything's taken um, by, his, by Jesus on the cross so that you can pray according to his will uh, and know it, that it will be done for you. So you can have confidence in those prayers. Why? Because it is according to his will and he will work. He, it is finished. So what can I do? What can we do? Because there's many things. Like in this past, I don't know, however long, there's so many things it's like, what do I even do? This is huge. This is so much bigger. Or maybe on a micro level, you just see it in your life. Maybe you, you lost your job unexpectedly and you're like, what do I even do? What can I even do? Or you got a bad medical report. What can I do? What can I even do? Pray. Pray. Talk to God, the creator of the universe. Be bold, confident, and with expectation that as you do, that he will do what he said he'll do on his word. You pray in your understanding. You, you pray in the spirit. I, I like that. That's a great hack is like, if you don't know what to pray, pray in the spirit. Because the spirit searches, he knows, and you can pray in the spirit. And that's like a great way to like bypass because sometimes it's like, I don't even know. Pray in the spirit. Prayer changes things. Have you ever thought this though? Why, why pray when God already knows what I want? Have you ever thought that? Right, like in scripture, Jesus says this. And in Matthew 6, he says this. He says, Matthew 6, verse 7, he says, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. So don't just, like, get in a routine here of just saying the same thing. Uh, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father, know, uh, for your father knows the things you have need before you ask him. So have you ever read that and be like, why well, pray then? Like, God, you know, so you do you, I'll do me, and we'll meet together when, when you do you. Um, but I, why would he? Because we are to pray. We see it throughout Scripture. Jesus even says, hey, this is the way to pray. Your kingdom come, and right? So we need to pray. Prayer is powerful. I, I think of this is in the why, why should we pray when God already knows, is... Um, so my son, he's turning four in like two weeks here. And uh, sometimes what we like to do is we build things together. So like we've uh, put like Ikea stuff together. Lord help us. But we put Ikea things together, like a shelf we've put before. And like I can do it so much faster than with him helping me. But what do I want? I want that time with him. I want him to be included in the process of what I'm building. I want him included in the process of what I'm building and to spend time and relationship with him. I think God, see, he, prayer is him inviting us in to be a part of what he is building. To be a part of the kingdom that God is building. See, God has actually chosen. He could have chose any way. Why would he choose like us? <laughs> I know, yeah. Why would he? But he chose us. Why? Because he loves us. And so he's included us in the process. Prayer is him including us in the process of him bringing his kingdom to earth, of him working. 
See, he's waiting for you to pray because he's waiting for you to be a part of the process. Like, I could have easily turned those little little wrenches so many times. Like, uh, by myself, Alan wrenches, so many times. But with my son, he turned, it probably took about five times longer, maybe six times. But it was great. We got five times more quality time. Uh, but it was including him in what was building. So now when he sees that, he's like, we built that together. I built that with my daddy. I'm a part of that. I think same thing is that prayer, we get to be a part and partner with God, commune with God and allow as we say, even though he knows already, he's allowing us to be part of his process. So what, what to do? What can I do? What can I do when things are out of control? Pray, pray because prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Can I encourage you today with this? Can I encourage you today with this? Don't allow apathy. Don't allow just your head in the sand. Or don't allow just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can do anything. So you just don't do anything. Instead, I think, take the courageous step of faith of saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk by faith here. I'm going to talk to the creator of the universe, the God who says he loves me. And I'm going to commune, communicate with him and pray. Pray about the big, pray about the little. And I know as I come with him to him in boldness, in confidence that he will do what he said he'll do. He'll bring it to pass that he's allowing me to be a part of that process. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2, it says this, Therefore I exalt, I exalt, exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayer, and intercession, and giving thanks be made, uh, be made for all men, for all people. Pray for all people. Uh, for this is the good and acceptable in the sight of, of God our Savior. And then verse 3 says, Verse 3 says, For this is the good and acceptable in the sight who desires all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. We're encouraged to pray. We're encouraged to pray. (laughs) This absolutely. That is our spiritual warfare, to pray. Now, we're going to do something different. Usually, I just pray, and you sit there, and then someone else comes up, and then they'll say, but would you just stand with me right now? I, why don't we just close our eyes and just focus on the Lord right now? I believe right now that God wants to do something in you. If there are things that in your life that you're like, I don't even know what to do. Maybe it was a, a bad medical report that you're like, I don't know what to do. Maybe it's in your marriage and you're like, I don't know what to do. Maybe it's in your kids. I don't know what to do. 
Maybe it's job. I don't know what to do. Right now we're going to pray. And I believe that God is going to heal bodies. He's going to bring restoration to marriages. He's going to work in families. He's going to bring provision. And then after this, we're going to pray for our country. And we're also going to pray for, for the situation right now in Ukraine. All right, so right now, if you right now, if you need healing in your body, would you just raise your hands as an act of faith? All eyes closed. Raise your hands as an act of faith, and we're going to pray right now. Father, right now, we come boldly before the throne of grace in the time of need. Father, you say that it is your will to heal. Father, that Jesus has paid it all, provided health and wholeness complete. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we speak health, wholeness, in Jesus' name. Sickness, go. Cancer, go. All systems work as they should, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for even supernatural miracles right now in bodies, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for... Father, even if it's an inherited thing, we command it to go healing in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we know with confidence that as we ask that you are working, you are moving. So, Father, we thank you in advance for the praise reports of, of what you've done in bodies right now. So we speak healing and health in Jesus' name. Now, if, you, if you've been struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts anxiety, we're going to pray right now. Father, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. You are the Great Counselor. You are God. And you've got this. So Father, right now we, I thank you that right now the peace of God that surpasses understanding would rest right now. That would guard their heart. We command those, those thoughts from the enemy of suicide or of those thoughts spoken even against them that are not from you to go right now. Father, we thank you that you say we are loved. We are chosen by you. Father, we thank you that, that you say, and we are children of God, worth your best, Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Father, we pray right now for marriages. Father, where there needs to be restoration, where there needs to be clarification, where there needs to be unity. Father, we pray for that right now in marriages. Father, for even a knitting together of hearts. Father, of, of reconciliation. God, you are, that is who your nature is, is to reconcile. So, Father, we pray for that right now in Jesus' name. Reconciliation in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for our, our kids. Father, we just ask right now, whatever our kids need God, whether it's wisdom of how to parent, whether it's for them to encounter you or to turn back to you. Father, what uh, if it's dealing with, with even addiction? Father, we just pray right now.
We speak into our children. We speak the life of God, the the light of God. Father, we thank you for freedom right now in Jesus' name. Supernatural wisdom in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray, I pray right now, if I didn't mention something, but Father, you know already what we need before we ask it. So, Father, right now, by faith, I just ask that you do it. You do it. You meet the needs. You meet what your people need in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for our nation, Canada. Father, we just, we pray for all of those in leadership, from our municipal to our provincial to our federal, every single level of government. Father, we pray we bless them in Jesus' name. We ask that you'd give them wisdom. Father, we just pray right now that you would have dominion from sea to sea to sea. God, keep our land glorious and free. Father, I pray for God that there would be an awakening, an awakening to you, Father. That Canada would become a place, Father, where your spirit would just move and people would encounter you. Father, that they would encounter you. And Father, for the first time, a new time, Father, I thank you, Father, for Canada, for my Canadian brothers and sisters, to Father, they would come to know you. That they would come to know the freedom and life in you. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray as well right now, Father, for the situation in Ukraine. Father, we pray right now for the church in Ukraine. Father, we pray right now, Father, that you would protect the church. Father, that you give the the leaders of your church in Ukraine wisdom in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you protect them, that no weapon formed against them will prosper in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you'd even just give them um, the, the, the uh, wisdom that and dreams, Father, of what directions they need to go, Father. Father, I thank you even in this time, Father, that, that your church would thrive and flourish. Father, we pray right now for the whole situation. God, we pray for the leaders of Ukraine, the leaders of of Russia. Father, we just ask for peace in Ukraine, Father. Father, we just ask right now as well that you would just protect people, Father, that you would protect um, people, Father. We just pray that you would just work in there. God, that you would work in there. God, that your word says that the, the heart of a king is in your hands. So, Father, I just pray God, that you would move in this situation. Lord, let your kingdom come. Your will be done in Ukraine. Father, we thank you for your protection in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.